0: Welcome to Total Wine & More. I'm on cooler duty this weekend. Fill it up with seltzers and canned cocktails. Oh, wow, great prices. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine & More, drink responsibly, p 21 Good afternoon, listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. Well, we made it uh, through the Fred uh, Tropical Storm, Tropical Depression. That's up in the upper Gulf of Mexico. And there was another one. Uh, so the effects of Fred, we've had a little rain, very little wind. It affected us more in combination with the optics and the, uh, and as I mentioned on the previous show yesterday, excuse me one moment. uh, The um, next one, Grace seems to be heading south. I put a picture on for the cover of this episode of the potential path of Grace and you can see it moves significantly south and west of Florida. Straight shot across the Gulf of Mexico to Mexico. So, and it's affecting, I mean, sorry, you know, it's horrible. You know, Haiti just had a earthquake, 7.2 on a Richter scale. Um, counting, you know, 1,300, maybe 1,500 people dead and counting. And they're being soaked by grace right now. And I'm sorry to make light of it, but... Uh, it, it will affect us, even though it may not touch us physically. We may get a, we may get a little precipitation from it, depending on what, what happens. Uh, maybe not. Probably won't get any wind, unless it takes a dramatic turn. But what happens, if you see the optics of it, you see that first Fred and then Grace, and there's a little development further north off the coast of South Carolina, couple hundred miles that could hit Bermuda Uh, that that optics of multiple storms coming into the vicinity of the Caribbean Basin uh, combined with the natural drop in tourism due to schools reopening becoming a fall that just makes it unnaturally slow last night we've had just, you know, we, we've we've had just a couple people come in late. Uh, the locals, you know, this is the way it is. People, uh, they're not hunkering down because of the storm. is like, it's almost, I don't want to get myself in trouble. But having a tropical storm come through may be better for business because when it's not coming down, first of all, you have people that pull their boats out from the last storm. And they're not going to come down to people in the South Florida, people that have are close enough to be able to tow their boats down here. I mean, obviously there's campers that need to tow their boats all the way down from wherever they're coming from, but most people that bring boats down here are coming from South Florida. And once they pull it out of the water, it's no small feat doing that, pulling them out, bring them up, and not putting them back in. No one wants to put them back in if there's going to be an, you know, another one. So they're just waiting to see, even though the storm's probably going to be past us laterally uh, Thursday. But people are just taking a wait-and-see approach. So that's part of the thing. You got the people from South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. They're not coming down. And if you're on the spur of the moment or if you had the opportunity to change your plans or, you know, you're up. Hotel has cancellation policies and stuff like that, where which allow you. People are doing that, so we already weren't getting that many tourists. This the optics of the Weather Channel and all that stuff showing up just reduces it that much. And if we had the storm, we might have those people that get excited. I just want to be someplace where you know you get to. Yeah, I, I wanted to say weirdos, but thrill seekers that want to go through. Something and go to a hurricane party because whenever something is approaching, people say, "Hey, where's the hurricane party going to be?" You know, if you if you have to ask where the hurricane party's going to be, you're probably not invited to it. That's awfully cruel, isn't it? I'm sorry. So one of the weather channel people came in. I don't want to get them in trouble, but they were talking to one of my coworkers. I met them too, but they didn't say this to me. This person said, oh, Florida's going to get hit by something bad. And I said, well, was that now or is that a week from now? Or is it like if it's more so, how do you know? If it's now, you got more information no than I know, but... It wasn't. It wasn't now because, you know, obviously Grace wasn't really developing at that time. Now it's not even tracking to us. It's on the other side of Cuba. Oh, it will be on the other side of Cuba. Let's get that straight. So we got that. And we got the beginning of school and everything dropping, right? On top of that, we got the Delta variant of COVID-19 raging through Florida, raging. Now if I recall originally when we did our first shutdown of overseas highway and we were tracking cases it was under a hundred and then we eventually it was a big deal we had over a hundred now we have over 500 we're not a big county and the schools are open and our governor who wants to show uh, the rest of the world and I'll show you how not to give a fuck about a deadly disease because I'm going to make sure that you can't mandate face masks for schools. I don't don't get that part. Now here I was a smoker for years and I, I taught spin classes with a mask on. There are people most people and especially young people can walk around if you're if you're able to walk around and you don't have a serious thing, you're not on oxygen or anything like that, you pro- you can walk around with a mask on. And it, it is not hundred percent foolproof. I would Someone came and told me masks were completely ineffective. Well, now that's ridiculous. There, that's ridiculous. Just on face value, first of all, if you're not a scientist and you're arguing with a scientist, you're over in over your head. So, no one's saying that masks are 100% effective. They're just one of the mitigating things along with staying separate. Obviously, if you have a communicable disease and you're not in the same room with the person, it's less likely you're going to get it. If you leave some germs behind and you lick the surface, you may have a chance to get it. If you're standing close to them and you're breathing on each other and it's carried through particulates or, you know, just get, you know, respiration... There's a possibility to get it. Now, if you put something, a barrier in between, that restricts it. That's the common sense thing. And we're not saying that it's foolproof. But if it can save the life of one kid or a teacher, why not do it? Is it hampering the education process? I think not I just don't understand why he's so dead set against the mask I mean it's it's kind of like an emblem of stupidity that people want to have that they get so angry about putting on the mask they act like it's they act they when when one of our uh, representatives and it wasn't a Florida representative I don't think it was a Florida representative I hope she's not from Florida but she suggested is the same as what they did to the Jews during the Holocaust. I, I doubt that. They weren't trying to save them. Or you know, putting a mask on and trying to protect someone is not the same as persecuting other people. Sorry, just the way it is. So, I, I had this feeling, though, when they were saying that school districts cannot... Mandate mask wearing well then how can school districts mandate or schools themselves mandate dress codes think about it it's clothing it's something you have to put on right they can mandate the type of clothing you wear what you can't wear dictating what you can't wear is a lot like saying dictating what you wear especially if you have a school uniform they can dictate school uniform if they say they can't dictate a mask make it part of the dress code oh a mask is part of the dress code why is it to make everyone uniform that's the one uniform everyone wears a mask I mean, it could be challenged. There's some, probably a legal basis for it. If you're going to do one, do the other. So I leave it for the lawyers out there to discuss. So we talk a lot about how uh, aging, and I'm I'm talking about myself actually, because I talk about it. It's my podcast. I talk about aging, how it feels like getting older. And part of my job is, one of my jobs is, is a fitness instructor. And part of it is maintaining, as a fitness instructor, I feel compelled to have a minimum amount of appearance as if I do work out. I don't want to be looking like someone that doesn't. I have a, wait, excuse me one second, I have this delicious smoothie the wife made for me. Mm. Well, and it's part of my workout thing, because after I work out I, I do a little protein smoothie with um, bananas, mixture of fruit, and whey protein powder. So I just want to appear as if I could possibly be a fitness instructor. That's it. I just that that, that was the baseline right there. But the ultimate goals have changed. When I first came down Years ago. I'm just going to go back 14 years. I'm not going to go back to when it was, when I was 18, 19. I didn't need to work out. I did work out because I was in the Navy Reserves. And I had to pass a test and all that stuff. I didn't work out in order to look fit. Because I was fit. And the plan for being fit is being 19 years old and skinny. Right? And lean. So back in 19... 19- Eighty-one, eighty-two. I was 170 let's say 178 174 six foot four very lean fast forward to about a year ago and I'm pushing 250 and that is 22 272 that is over a 30 40 well, percent increase that's a lot. And you feel it. I mean, it's not like your bones get bigger as you get older. Actually, you start getting even guys start experiencing bone loss. Your bones don't keep on growing. Get the bones don't get stronger as you get older. So here I am, uh, in the middle of my. I've spoken ad nauseum about my health crisis. But when I first came down here to Keys in two thousand seven, I was separated then divorced by. From my then wife, I wanted to be in optimum physical condition because it was like one of those things you do with a house you put up for sale. You just want it to be uh, have curb appeal. I want to increase my curb appeal, so I worked out. I had to do that, you know. I just there was a you know there weren't a lot of women down here, and there was a ton of guys, fishermen. People work in the industry. People that do other things down here, just guys, you know. So I had to stand out a little. I didn't stand out. I, I didn't. My drinking didn't really separate. Eventually, after a couple months, I stopped drinking, and then I really got in excellent shape. So for those first couple years, I was uh, just lean, mean, non-drinking machine, and I did. And for my goal of being able to meet, I eventually ended up winding up with Abby. Abby I've had company before that, but I'm just saying I eventually end up with Abby. And I kept on working out after that because I wanted to feel good. And then as I started moving towards my 50s, I was just trying to stay somewhat lean. But there's a slow creep there's a this, this slow creep of pounds. One pound. It could be one pound a year, or it could be two pounds a year. I came down here, I guess I was 190, I was pretty lean, 198, 201. And I was, I, I, you know, that was my quickest weight gain, I think, was from, I was maybe, maybe two, a little over 200, 205, two, something like that. And I went up another 42 pounds eventually. And that's from not changing what I did. I kept on eating the same thing. And originally when I was doing that workout regimen I had when I moved moved down here, I was spending minimum two hours a day, five to six days a week in the gym. So I was able to eat what I want, when I wanted it, as late as I wanted it. Uh, not really healthy food, not really. I didn't look for, I didn't buy salads. I didn't eat any salads or anything. I just ate uh, high-calorie, high-carb foods, some proteins and stuff like that, and just worked it off. Well, that doesn't, you know, that you don't get the same effects as you get older. And plus, I'll go and talk a little later, there was a little l- lower in the body chemistry too. As you get in the, you know, go through the forties and into your fifties, you start losing testosterone, and it helps you with muscle building and energy and things like that. So then, you know, I'm trying to do ma- in the fifties. I'm trying to do maintenance, not trying to do anything other than try to maintain. And you can't do that. I don't think you could do that in the fifties. You got to always be striving. You have to have a goal. And then in my late 50s, when someone, you know, a couple years before, someone had said, Hey, what are you feeding them? I said, You know what? I got to really stop. I got to, uh, I'm going to, you know, creep up to 260, 270, because it happened a lot in the last couple of years. So I had my little health issue and stuff like that, and I lost some weight. And then I decided to go back to the gym after everything healed. And I was able to get down to 220. 221. Recently, I had uh, a week ago. I thought I was, you know, cracked the 215. I was within. I thought I was within five to seven pounds of my weight when I first moved down here. But then it turned out it must have been. I must have been dehydrated because within two days I was back to 221, which I never drop weight that quick. I was, and I never put it on that quick. It's always slow creep and stuff like that. So it's 221, 220. And I said, you know what? I got to really think about what I want to do. I want, like, I want my back. It used real. It was real ego-driven when I was younger. You know, I wanted strong shoulders, big muscles, arm, chest. Uh, kind of, I, I work out my abs. Not that much. Now I really work out my abs. Not in hopes of getting a six-pack. In hopes of not having an over lapping belly over my uh belt you I mean, it's not and it's nice to be able to fit into clothes that i wouldn't have been able to fit in like three years ago especially the waist so i'm um, it's nice to be when i first came down here i think i had a 32 inch waist i think i'm almost there but i do i work for it i work for it i do i try to do 100 sit-ups and it's not about talking. I'm not talking about how great a shape I am. I'm just talking about how the idea of what my goals are. My goal was to try to maintain that. Because at one point about three, four years ago I went to put on a pair of shoes. And a comedian once said when you get to this age bending down tie tire shoes is kind of like trying to fold a bowling ball. And it felt like that in my gut. Like I couldn't. It was restricting. It was like I put something there, and it wasn't able to bend and get closer down. Part of its flexibility. Part of it is that I had a lot of belly fat. And now I can. It's nice being able to tie, being able to tie your shoes. And then part of it because of my job too. I wanted another goal is I want to maintain my work life longer by being healthier and and physically fit to do it. So I wanted the strength to be able to stand for 10, 12 hours, uh, not struggle. But it's funny, I did go in Poland. I told you about the, if you look, listen to those Polish episodes, I had uh, struggled going up that mountain. A lot of it had to do, I'm sure it had to do with the oxygen, how thin the air was. But another part is I don't, I don't do as much cardio as I used to. Even though I'm a fitness instructor, I think my body got used to, as a spin instructor, my body get, got used to doing that. And I don't do the intensity that I need to do. And when I came back, I got kind of acclimated to the air. And I wasn't sucking air as hard, but I just got to really concentrate on that. Move away from the muscle building. Go more towards ca- um, ca- um you know, do, do the, uh, the, the, the kind of workout that you really need to increase your cardio health. And that's that's what I got here for that. That's what I'm maintaining now. And with the protein shakes, you know, just trying to make sure I don't lose any muscle. Don't trying to increase muscle because that's kind of, it's kind of late in life to really think that you're going to be A bodybuilder. You could get into the shape of looking like someone who was a bodybuilder. I think it'd be very difficult to get into that shape of a bodybuilder when you're 60. You could probably do it, and they got they got the advertisement to show you and stuff like that. But I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy with the. Well, I don't. I'm not balding, but the bald guy, gray hair, with the 25 year old body. Unless you can give me the 25 year old top part, the head. I'm going to look like a guy and go, oh man, you look like you're younger than that. But you know what? The ego thing is definitely, goes by the wayside as you get older, when you start having to deal with those things, trying to get up, trying to stay awake. And part of the things to stay in the wake is after I eat something heavy in carbs. I can eat a little potatoes, I can eat a little bread, but if you give me a big loaf of bread and a big plate of potatoes or carbs, wait about fifteen twenty minutes. I'm going to be sleeping. I'll be uh, that's what I did in Poland. They gave, they gave me some pierogies and a plate of potatoes, and I mean I love the pork and all that stuff, but I eat that, I am done. That's just my... It's like eating a load of turkey. So I buy, I buy my, I get my supplements. I get my extra testosterone and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to be 30 again. I'm just trying to be a really decent fit as I turn into 58. I want to be decent and fit. I realize that. I don't need, I don't get... I don't need contacts to look like I don't need glasses. I know my eyes are I, I just want the glasses on to help me with that. But there's nothing I could put on my body that would make it easier for me to put on my shoes or bend over or something like that. That is working out. That is working my stomach, my back, my arms, my shoulders. So when I'm walking around, you know, just don't tire out. I just gotta you gotta have a support system that holds it up. And it, as you get older It takes a little more effort. A little more effort to maintain. And if you're not willing, I think if you invest that time, it increases into your quality of life. It increases your quality of life. People say, I don't have that time. Well, you will have that time if you don't start making time for yourself right now because you won't be able to do certain things. And you'll get tired. you have to go to bed. So the... The more active I am, the less tired I am when I'm awake, and the more I'm ready to go to sleep when it is my time to go to sleep. And I sleep better. I sleep better. The the fitter I am, the better I sleep. Except for that annoying thing because I am getting older, having to get up in the middle of the to pee. You know, one time, I just want to, I just want to hold it for like seven hours seven and a half hours when I have to do it. But usually my maximum is six hours. And that depends. It could be earlier if I drink plenty of liquids. And I don't drink as plenty. I I probably did a lot of damage from all the late night drinking because I put a lot of liquid in me when I was younger. And when I was younger, I could have drank like a 12 pack of beer and a half a bottle of bourbon and sleep for eight hours. Most of the time not pissing myself. So now, I don't have that to blame. You know, if I do end up pissing myself, it'd just be from old age. But that's really attractive, isn't it? Let's move on from that stuff Its depressing you. I want to go back to what we were talking about yesterday about, I think the woman's girl's name is Alexis says she's from Hinton, Oklahoma. An attractive young lady. Ends up being 29. She, uh, we're talking, and each time we did speak, I did mention that I have a podcast. And I did mention I was married happily with a daughter. And every time I seem to be talking to her, and I'll get back to what my guesses are on what the setup is for this person. Um, each time I mention pod, they just breeze over it and just ignore it, like they don't even know what it is. Like they're not even. A, I mean, you're if you're if you're 29, you live in Oklahoma, you probably it changes all you know what a podcast is. I know guys that are six uh, in their 60s and 70s. Okay, they, if you hear a podcast, they call it a blog, but they know it's kind of like a radio show. These people don't even breeze on that. So so, you know the concept of catfishing. It's a social media phenomenon where people put up pictures. And usually you see it when you get a friend request and stuff like that. It's like one or two pictures, glamour shots and stuff like that of a young, sexy girl or a handsome guy. And they try to lure you in and then either lure you to some kind of I think fan site or get some money from you or t- try to build some kind of online relationship where there's some kind of financial remun- remuneration, you know, or consideration given to that person. So. I'm always amazed when they come in, I have my pictures, I have all my pictures, and they start asking me questions. I got the podcast and they kind of breeze over that and they go, oh, that's nice, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking for a, say so, oh I'm, I'm in a relationship and I'm I'm happy and stuff like that and they go oh well we just you know they go like this well that's not what they get offended if you suggest I'm not a, you're not available or you think I'm trying to you know the people get offended or angry and that's sometimes if it's a girl I guess if it's a girl that's typing out now I always I'm thinking that it's a a, a profile mill and what they do is they have A bunch of if you if you belong to this group and you could probably do this is probably the benefits of remote work you manage from time different times of the day you're the voice or the message messaging app person for that group of profiles maybe and you say hello you know they you end up you put up a profile and it's a fake profile or it's a real profile i'm pretty sure it's a fake profile And they say hello to everybody on their following list. And they try to engage them in conversation. And anytime there's a response, they they get back and they zoom into the message and they, they lean into it. Try to get information. Who you are, what you do, where you live, what's your situation, right? And I'm pretty upfront. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I guess they don't realize because of... You're wondering why, Jim, why are you talking to these young young ladies online then, if you're not interested? Well, because of the podcast and my two, I have a business, I have the Keys Notary business and I have the Keys Bartender podcast. I maintain large followings on my personal social media page, Jim Haran, over 4,700 friends. And like 1500 and 1200 for respectively for Keys Bartender and Keys Notary. So, and not necessarily Instagram. Instagram is more of a visual thing. But you go in there because it, it supposedly complements the other sites. But I'm not doing it for the same reason they're doing it for. But whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm hoping to convert them into more likely a listener for Keys Bartender podcast but if it's someone that might need his services convert them into a user of the Keys Notary one so that's why I'm there so I don't try to piss people off I don't go and I'm not going to say hey I'm not interested and do but I will use the conversation because it's an unsolicited conversation I tell them I'm a podcaster and tell them it's like oh well I'd like to probably I'm probably going to talk about this on my podcast and they don't even pay attention to this. And I always lead off and goes, Listen, you're very you know, you're an attractive young lady. You should be tons of men available for you. And then she goes, Well, they're always trying to play games and do this stuff and I, I don't want that. And she didn't quite say it, but it pretty much boils down to I'm attracted to mature either mature, experienced or older men, whatever it is. And once again when they say something like that and they go, I'm just looking for a relationship. Oh, and her byline on her, what did I write here? Oh, it's a good one. uh when it says, I am, what did she say? I do not, okay, this is her byline on her Instagram thing. I do not cheating on someone. Now, if that does not sound like a translator app, Gone bad. You see, I I I don't I don't cheat on my significant other, they probably put in there, or something like that. I'm not a cheater. They could have said, I'm not a cheater, they could have said this, but she put in there in quotes. I do not cheating on someone else. Hmm. It could be cryptic, meaning I'm gonna cheat, but I'm not gonna cheat on the next person. Oh, I don't know, maybe not. But neither here nor there. So the other thing is they try to catfish you by pretending to be interested in you. So I ask you where you are, what you do. Oh, is that good? I mean, some of them are blatant. Is that good money? And they're trying to, maybe they're trying to see if you're one of those people that want to be showy about, yeah, I make a lot of money. I am, I'm well off, you know, and stuff. In order to show you, you have to say, well, if you're well off, don't you send me some money or something like that. I don't know why. But they pretend to feign interest in you. They pretend to feign interest. They feign interest in their subject. They pretend that they're interested. And one of the main things for being interested, why don't you look at the pictures? You just go and do a little research. There, There's your Instagram page. I may have like, on the keys, bartender. I may have like a hundred photos. I may have like hundred and fifty podcasts. You can listen to it, and I'm an open book right there. You'd hear this, matter of fact. I go like this. I'm going to talk about this. If you call me up and you don't let it go, I will talk about it. That will become fodder for the show. That's a guarantee. So I don't really want to piss off anybody on purpose. Unless it's a total scam, stuff like that. I don't mind pissing them off. They don't have time to really... People, you know, phone scammers and stuff don't have time to really go and track someone down when you find them out. But I can see you really pissing someone off enough they say, hey, I'm going to really get back at this person. And uh, so I imagine this is a profile mail, but I'm thinking also that either the person handled so many conversations at the same time that they can't remember what you're, and and they only have, they have canned responses. They say like this, oh, that's nice. Oh, you look very good. Or, you know, blah, 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 blah. One, One thing, whatever canned responses are, they come back. And so at one point, we're having all this thing that I mentioned. Did you ever, I mentioned one more time, I think the third time, did you get the chance to check out my podcast? And she started talking about something else. And then I went, oh, and she goes, are you looking for a se- Hey, or something like this, cut the bullshit, are you looking for a serious relationship? And I said, no. All right, wait a second, what have, the whole conversations we had before, I'm married, I have a family, I have a podcast, I have to do this, and I didn't get a chance because they don't really want to get in debt to say, listen, I talk to everyone because I don't want to piss anybody off. But at this point, I just went. I did tell him, tell her, I said, listen, I am a bartender in Key Largo, Florida. Now, I realize I'm not in South Beach. On the beach. Or at a big resort or something like that. But I'm in a resort town. And if I was a cheater, I wanted to, I think as a bartender in Key Largo, and being who I am, I would not have to contact someone fifteen hundred miles away and get my jollies vicariously by talking to them over there. I know there's probably some people like that, but holy crap. Do a little research, you could tell them. And you see this guy you no know, Someone that talks like me does not have a problem. To, I'm not a, a shrinking violet. I'll talk to everyone. Now that's secret to meeting people. Your you're eventually going to meet no matter what you look like. Even the even the elephant man found somebody. And I'm not in the same category as the elephant man. I think I'm I'm not worse. You uh, know, but I think I'm in a better category than the elephant man. Maybe not as famous, but I am. So, I was saying, do you think I really need to talk to someone 1,500 miles away to pretend to have a relationship? I mean, uh, if if this is your job, if you're working at a profile mill, and I call it a profile mill, egging people on, you are wasting your efforts on someone like me. Now, I did go to check some of their other people following. Now, I'm kind of embarrassed because some of the guys are around the same age as me, and they don't, they, you know, are younger or younger or older, but they they don't look like they get out too much. And I did tell you the story I had about the guy that was in his mid to late 70s, who was a regular at the bar, and came up to me and said, "Hey, Jim, do you still do weddings? Because I met this girl online," and I just they, my ears went up, what, what? Yeah, she's from Columbia. Look at her picture. And I look at his picture around 30 years old. And uh, I go, okay, Mm -hmm. I do weddings. What are you going to ask now? And he goes, well, I think I'm in love. And then I look at him and he goes, do you think you think she's in? And I go, Tim, Tim, Tim. I shouldn't have said his name, but whoever. This is not what you think it is. It's desperation speaking. And yes, that's a lovely girl. And there could be a possibility you came over here and stuff like that and you might have like a one or two good nights until whatever. I don't know. But it certainly doesn't look too good. Because a beautiful woman over how far away is that? 2,000 miles or more? is going to have to go through all these people in order to find someone. Yeah. I mean, she's desperate to get to the United States. Maybe a possibility. You know, um, I didn't want to say, hey, you are getting older. You know, you're, you're, you, you, you get cuts just from, you know, bumping into the doorway. So, I don't know what to say with her. I'm, I'm just thinking about just blocking her from now on. But you really should know your market when you're doing your job. If you're, selling, if you're selling Porsches, you shouldn't be trying to marketing the people that are cashiers at the Quickie Mart. Right? Or let's say, when you're selling a Peloton you're not marketing it to people at Shady Acres retirement home. It's just not your market. Life insurance. Yeah, you may try to get a younger person with that uh, life insurance thing. That's probably like the golden calf for them. The real thing. If you get a younger person sign I got this person to sign up for life insurance for uh, you know a uh, whole life for the rest of life—that's be a big thing. But mainly, it's people that have families and have something to lose. So know know your marketplace and know your target audience. Now, obviously, I physically have that. If you look at my thing and stuff, like, oh, well, this guy could be one of those people. And people say, "Hey, Jim, you might be one of those people." But why are you looking at it? You may be pretending to use that for your podcast. Well, then every crazy conversation I have is calculated that way, isn't it? I don't think so. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. You are my target audience. Whoever's listening right now, you're my target audience. <clears throat> I'd like to thank all my friends in Poland that are listening, my friends in India, my friends in Warsaw, Krakow. Uh, thank you, um, uh, my sister in law, I don't know, if Kasha Listen, I know my nephew, Bartek, listens probably. I don't know, Evelina or Dominic. Maybe. I mean, uh, maybe uh, uh, who else in there? Uh, the Mancos. The, the ones that, you know, Carolina, Justina, the ones that gave us a tour of Warsaw and Krakow, Casper. Uh, uh, their cousin Bartek. Uh, not my nephew card, the cousin Bartek, who I met in Warsaw. I do appreciate your listening. And if you think this is this could be a really Oh, and I just got a, a nice video from Carolina. It was a it was actually a an animation that shows the history of Poland from the beginning of World War II to present. Or to post-Soviet influence, and I, I do appreciate that. And it, it's people like that—the people in Canada, the people in Saudi Arabia, whoever who are listeners—I think uh, probably maybe in a foreign enclave there. Uh, I like to uh, thank you for listening. Please share this episode with your friends. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Remember, you know, I get strangers that comment like the these people you're catfishing. You're welcome to contact me. I contact you. It'd be nice to contact. Say, hey, I'm a listener. Not like, hey, I think you're attractive. Are you into girls that are 23 years old? No. Well, of course, so I, you know. But I mean, no. It's 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 not there for that. It's there to get my listeners. I want to find out what you want, what you want to listen to. Uh, so you can contact me on the messaging portions of those apps, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at the keys bartender. One probably would be a good one to contact me on or, uh, or, or my personal one. But, uh, just like us on those things. If you want to leave a review, leave a review. Um, and if you're ever in town, come and see me at the Catch restaurant tomorrow Marker 102. It's open, most of the time it's open seven days a week. Currently it's now closed on Monday. But they will reopen on Labor Day, I am told. So thank you very much and have a great day. Bye.